Today's episode of Brews and the Boys is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash boys. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. It's time for a Shway Media Podcast. Welcome to the Brews and the Boys podcast. We are your friendly neighborhood bar podcast. We drink cold beverages and we talk about America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Every week we'll be giving you an in-depth look into everything that the Cowboys are doing and what we should expect from the Cowboys. My name is Michael Sizemore. I've been following and writing about the Cowboys for many years and currently contribute to Blogging the Boys. You may follow me on Twitter at Mr. Sizemore and follow the podcast at Brews and the Boys. With me today is my partner in crime. He's the Walter Mathow to my Jack Lemon, Mr. Tom Ryle. Yay! You can find him on Blogging the Boys as well, but you can find him on Twitter at Tom Ryle BTB. So today we're going to discuss a lot of different things, um, and first I wanted to kind of discuss the uh, last week, you know, we had a couple of close calls there, Tom. Um, give our, if our listeners have been living under a rock, give them a, give them a little update on what was going on. Well, uh, Travis Frederick has uh, been having a problem with stingers, and he went to see a neck surgeon and has since gotten a couple of other opinions. So there's a, a question about whether there might be something more serious or whether it's just something that's going to require rest. But for the short term, it pretty much means we're not going to see him for the rest of the preseason. And, of course, Zach Martin uh, uh, got rolled up on, or I, I guess he had somebody's helmet hit his knee. Mm-hmm. And so he went in and had an MRI, and there doesn't seem to be anything really serious there. Uh, but he also is not going to be on the field for the rest of the preseason, it looks like. You talk, uh, let's first, I want to mention Travis Frederick. So stingers are, uh, or can be, <laughs> can be a, a, you know, a nasty little, like, th- injury that just continues to kind of um, bother you. And, mm-hmm. and from what we've been gathering from Travis Frederick is, there, though there's no structural damage or anything, Travis Frederick is doing his due diligence to find out why he keeps having these stingers. Uh, Brian Broadus kind of alluded to, he thinks that maybe a couple of times when he and Antoine Woods were going at it and Antoine Woods kind of gave him a hard punch to the chest or whatever, it kind of it kind of hurt his neck there. Um, but stingers are never, you know, they're always something that you should pay attention to because you just never know. They could be, uh, mm-hmm. DeMarcus Ware played for several years with stingers. Um, but, yes. but, you know, he, every now and then he would have to sit out of practice for a while because those stingers, they, if they, when they creep up and stuff, they don't, you know, they don't feel so well. Leighton Vander Esch, um, he had some stingers in, in college. So that's something that they got to, you know, uh, always monitor there. But uh, Travis Frederick, what, from what we've gathered right now, although we're, it's cautious optimism, um, you know, Travis Frederick's not going to play for the rest of the preseason, uh, probably won't even gear up until the Cowboys, you know, play that first game on September 9th against the Carolina Panthers but he at this point just kind of wants to be wants to know about what's going on with his body so he's seeing as many specialists as he possibly can to get as many opinions um, because even though there's no structural damage I think that Travis Frederick really cares about his situation as he should 
Um, now, with Zach Martin, I was actually at the Cowboys-Bengals game, and I'll tell you right then that uh, my, my you know, reporting or anything I was going to do after, after the game, when Zach Martin went down, I couldn't focus on anything but the tent and focus on anything about him except for him coming out of the tent. So yeah. when he came out of the tent and then he went into the back and he stayed in the back for a long time, that tells you that the Cowboys did x-rays. They did a lot of different things back there that they wanted to do because they kept him out of there for a long while. He didn't come back until probably the late third quarter or fourth quarter um, to be with his teammates. So they wanted to make sure that they got that settled. Um, it doesn't look like he's got any major you know, problems there. It's a hyperextended knee. Um, and um, But it's still something that they want to be cautious about as well because uh, you never know what can you know happen to these guys if you if you don't let them rest and get the rest that they need uh, before they go out and the Cowboys need those two players for sure. Yeah, and I want to just add that I think the team was fully behind Frederick getting some more uh, opinions on that. It wasn't that he was just going out and doing it. I think they were also involved in the whole process of let's find out as much as we can and make sure we do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, Jerry had spoke about it or Stephen Jones, I think, had spoken about it today. Just just saying that they want him to get as many as opinions as he possibly can because they want to make sure that they stay they stay in front of this issue. So um, but that leads us to talk about about this, um, the preseason here, the you know, a long, long for a long time, people have wanted the preseason to kind of be abolished. But we know it's not going to happen when the Cowboys just packed 60,000 people into a preseason game. Um, it's just not going to happen. Um, but what do you think about these last two preseason games? And what do you think about any starters getting any action at all? Or should they just rest them all because we've seen enough? What do you, what do you, what say you about that, Tom? Well, let's, let's look at who we know will be uh, the game on uh, Sunday. Uh, we're going to have Joe Ludi at center and he did all right. Yeah. And then we're going to have probably Kadeem Edwards at right guard. And he has not been doing well in practice, uh, did not do all that well during the game. Um, so you've got a real problem there. So we already know that Ezekiel Elliott is not expected to see the field at all during preseason. They've been talking about that, Jerry Jones has especially, for the, quite some time now. They don't really need to see him. If you've got that weakness in the middle of your line, then I think you sit Dak Prescott. Um you know, this is and this is my opinion, but the, uh, Jason Garrett has even talked about being open to that idea. And he usually is all big about players need to play and all that stuff to get ready for the season. But he is actually saying he's open to the idea that maybe they need to protect Dak and not have him go down just because they had a really weak uh, when they're still trying to figure out what the real answers are going to be for depth along the offensive line. Yeah, and if. You- I would agree with you, Tom. I just if you're if you're two two of your three all pros on, on your offensive line are not playing, you might as well sit your third all pro and you might as well sit your quarterback because you can't. Yeah. If in this league in the NFL, everyone knows if you have a quarterback, you have a chance, and if you don't, you just don't have a chance. So, yeah, that was the that was the other piece of the puzzle is if you're not going to have uh, your starting quarterback out there why don't you protect Tyron Smith too because he's had an injury history he's healthy right now that would be key for the season so why risking for these two games exactly I I I just think that you know and I want to go to another part of part of that real quick of why I think that they should just go ahead and sit their starters there if you've watched these first two preseason games and and you're you know I know we're going to talk about these backups and what they um, how lackluster they've been or anything like that but 
your first team defense and your first team offense has done the job. They have done what they are supposed to do. They have gone out there and they've dominated their competition. And they they don't I don't think we need to see much of them anymore, especially when we're talking it's a preseason game. It's very vanilla. You're just kind of going through, you know, a normal, um, you know, base base defense and base offense and stuff like that. And you'll maybe try a few things here and there. I think we've seen enough. The Cowboys have dominated mm-hmm. both opponents in the first half. You talk about, um, you know, against the Bengals, they had 10 yards in their first two drives with Andy Dalton out there. 10 yards of offense. I mean, the defense took care of them. Uh, the defense, you know, bottled them up rather quickly. And then the Cowboys offense went out there and scored a field goal and a touchdown. So I think that, you know, and, and then you talk about the 49ers, they held them for pretty much the entire game until their third stringer came, uh, st- third string team came in. So I would agree. I think that at this point we've seen, you know, enough from the starters. I think that you can keep them warmed up and ready for the pre- um, for the regular season to start. I don't think you need to see them go at it with the Texans and, and the rest of this preseason. Or I, I just don't see the point in that. Yeah, I, I agree. And so you, you can probably add to the list uh, DeMarcus Lawrence and Sean Lee probably should sit. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys have dealt with some things in the past as well. And um, I think it's okay if you want to throw some receivers out there. If you want to, Even if you want to put yeah. Cole Beasley out there for a little bit, yeah. let him get some work, fine. That's fine with me. Um, you know, put... Terrence Williams out there, all the receivers, I don't think anyone would object to them going out there and playing. I, I don't think that anybody would object to the tight ends playing and the rest of the running back crew besides Elliott, the rest of the linebacker crew besides Lee. I know Jalen Smith's going to want to continue to play, and he probably will, but you just, I, I just don't see at this point what you're going to gain by keeping your starters out there when it's obvious that you're – you had two huge scares this week, and I know you can't play football scared. You got to play football. That's what it is. But mm-hmm. it, preseason is not football. Preseason yeah. is some guy going ninety-five miles an hour because he's got to make a roster and he hits your quarterback and then knocks your quarterback out for the rest of the year. So that's not what I want to see. Yeah, it's not like we've ever seen that. Before. Oh, wait a minute. Exactly. <laughs> Just a few yeah. years ago, you know, Tony Romo. A, Tony Romo, one people out in the preseason. It wound up ending his career, essentially. Yeah, pretty, um, pretty much there. And they're probably going to be very cautious about Beasley and Tavon Austin because they've been nursing some injuries along the way. So they're kind of a toss-up whether we'll see them. Um, and I don't think Austin's even been practicing, I think, while he's dealing with whatever problem he has. So uh, they've got plenty of receivers at this point, I think, to work with. And then there's a lot of young guys that they need to see work and a lot of down roster guys they're evaluating. So, you know, yeah. we all know they've got one area where they really have a mess they need to sort out. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into that. But, but for, I want to, you mentioned the, um, you know, you mentioned the guys that do need to play. Yeah. These down roster guys, I would use these last two games in the preseason to determine whether any of these guys have a shot at making the roster or whether any of these guys are worth making your practice squad. Because at this point, the Cowboys have, they're probably feeling a little bit down about how the, the when the depth of this roster has come in, it hasn't looked great. But I do, I know you were a, a bit concerned about the offensive line um, per, per se. Yeah. You were concerned about the offensive line during that Bengals game towards the end. Uh, I do want to caution you, though, that the Bengals are very, very deep on the defensive line. Uh, We're talking like lots of great players out there. And I also want to kind of, you know, tell fans a little bit. I'm writing a column for Blogging the Boys about this right now, that 
We need to be careful spending too much time worrying about a lot of guys that won't make the roster. But if you're talking about straight backups, if you're talking about the tackle, Cameron Fleming, um, you know, he's out there. Most of the time that he's out there, Tom, he's out there with guys that most likely won't make the roster. He's he's out there, um, you know, in the fir- if he had to come in and play with the starters, I think you'd see a better tackle. And I don't think, you know, I've been hearing a lot of whispers about the league right now, and everyone is, is stating how poor some of the offensive line play is around the league. And I just don't think that the Cowboys would get much better than Cameron Fleming on the open market. Um, I think that they did yeah. do the right thing. And I think that Cameron Fleming, um, probably as a vested veteran he is, he, he might just, you know, there's a lot of things that can go into him and his game uh, gamesmanship when he's out there. He might not feel as motivated to do, you know, to, 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 to play these preseason games. But I think he has played well in both of these preseason games at times. He's had some struggles, but he's kind of picked it back up. So I wouldn't worry so much necessarily about him. You mentioned Kadeem Edwards. Um, Kadeem Edwards, has he struggled last game, but he looked better uh, in the 49ers game for a little while. But you also yeah. you, you have to evaluate these guys. Preseason is about yeah. evaluating uh, you know, individual performances, but you have to evaluate what's around them because there's been yeah. a lot of times, if you, if you want to go and look at the stat sheet, it's not like Mike White and Cooper Rush are getting sacked all the time. They're not. Yeah, They're not and, taking a lot of hits. And you're still going to have some quality out there because I think they're going to want to play Lael Collins uh, just because he's only had one year at right tackle. Yes. So they he probably feel like they need to just get him the reps in live action. Connor Williams is still learning the NFL game, so we're probably going to see quite a bit of him. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to just be a total uh, trash pile thrown out there as the offensive line. And Looney had a very good game, I thought, yes. uh, as a backup. So uh, I, I think we're going to get, uh, especially Cooper Rush is probably going to get a chance to work some with some fairly decent protection. So hopefully they'll be able to see a good game out of him because um, people were kind of decrying the fact that uh, maybe he's not really the backup. But I don't think that call is ready to be made. And then there's always a question of, well, if you don't go with him, what in the world are you going to go out and find? So Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Cooper Rush had a pretty decent outing against the 49ers. He just had he, yeah. he had some struggles against this Bengals defensive line that's pretty good, as I told you earlier. But, um, yeah, I, I think that these these positions tend to kind of work themselves out. And, and yeah. I think that you're, you know, like I, I look at if you look at the roster in general, you could probably you could probably get close to 50 names already that, that the yeah. Cowboys would be keeping. And a lot, so a lot of these guys that everyone's kind of getting worked up about in the second half of these games, some, some of them have, you know, really thin, thin chances to even make the roster or practice squad. So you have to be yeah. careful, you know, just worrying about these backup guys so much. Um, and, and I think that you need to look at what you have seen, what has come forward and shown itself. And that's the fact that the linebacker core looks very deep. Um, the cornerbacks have looked decent, uh, although I was really disappointed with Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, both in this Bengals game. Yeah. They seem to be lost out there. Um, you know, your wide receivers have done a good, good enough job. So I think there's a lot of things you can look at and take away as positives. The, the negative has probably been that any of these guys, anybody that was hoping that one of their pet cats would probably make this roster is probably going to have to say goodbye. So because it's not going to seem like there's a lot of room for, for people to make this roster, and the Cowboys might get really active whenever roster cuts come around. Yeah. the what the, I think they've got one name that's kind of popped up. That's Tyree Robinson. Yes. Who I think is has got a good shot at making it because they gave him some heavy work on both uh, both in the 
the defensive backfield and on special teams, which is a, a pretty good signal that he may be getting a, a real shot at making this roster. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about guys that are making that late push like Tyree Robinson. We'll come back on the Bruce and the Boys podcast. Hey there, Cowboys Nation. Timmy Two-Step of Shway Media and the Brews and the Boys podcast here with a deal that you do not want to pass up. Are you ready for this? Right now, Audible is offering you, the listeners of the Brews and the Boys podcast, a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Our host, Michael Sizemore, and I highly recommend Boys Will Be Boys, The Glory Days and Party Nights of the Dallas Cowboys Dynasty by Jeff Perlman and narrated by Arthur Morey. I would give you a synopsis of the book, but I think the title is pretty self-explanatory, don't you think? All you need to do to get your free audiobook today is go to audibletrial.com backslash boys. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash boys for your free audiobook. And now, back to the show. And we are back. It is Michael Sizemore here with Tom Ryle, both of Blogging the Boys. You can find us at Mr. Sizemore on Twitter, at Tom Ryle BTB on Twitter, and at Brews and the Boys. Uh, we're talking about the Cowboys' uh, preseason performances from some of these down roster guys and um, just some guys that maybe are making a late push to make the roster. And one of them that you mentioned right before the break is Tyree Robinson. Uh, you know, Tom, the Cowboys have a situation at safety. Um, I don't know any way else to put it. And they've they've mm-hmm. known about this all offseason long. And they've kind of been a little cavalier with this position because they have probably I, I would I would not venture too far in saying that I think the Cowboys were probably hoping that they would have had a deal done for Earl Thomas by this point. Um, yeah, it just seems like they would because they have gone into this safety situation just so you know, like just it, it, everywhere else on their roster does not look as vulnerable at the, as they do at safety. Yeah. And I'm not too sure they're ever going to see Earl Thomas because the, the Seahawks just flat seem to content with finding him and letting him just sit idle for the, for as long as they want him to. So I, I don't really know if that could happen. I, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but you know, we, I think they need to really be working at a solution on based on not having him. Yeah. Um, and it, everyone got kind of excited when the Bengals cut George Aloka. Um, and then he wound up signing with Minnesota, but the Cowboys didn't seem like they thought he was really the answer or someone they had to pay the money for. So, uh, you know, I think we still could see them add somebody from outside of the team. As a matter of fact, I think it's it's kind of likely because even let's say Tyree Robinson makes the team, that still only gives them four safeties really at this point. One of whom, Xavier Woods, is hurt and uh, may not be around for the first game or two. There, that's still kind of up in the air. So, yeah, I think probably bring in somebody else and uh, besides uh, Dominic Sanders and the other guy that they just signed. Jerron Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, because Jerron uh, Ger- Johnson, Tom, you know, you're talking about a guy that has wor- – yeah, the, he has worked with Chris Richard before, but he hasn't played football since the 2016 season, and he was co- coaching high school football but when they called him. So it kind of just reminds you of the couple years ago when they picked up John Kitna, um, you know, when he yeah. was coaching. 
So I think the safety situation you mentioned, Earl Thomas, and him getting fines, he's already racked up over almost $1.3 million uh, in fines dating back from him not showing up to the mandatory minicamp. So if he's willing to keep sitting out, he's going to use uh, he's going to lose one seventeenth of his pay every single week. So you're talking about five hundred thousand dollars every week. And if he's not on the roster by week one, then he is going his whole contract won't be guaranteed. So his eight and a half million dollars that he's supposed to be guaranteed to get this year won't be guaranteed. And if he gets hurt, then the, the Seahawks can do whatever they want with him, and he has no protection there. So. I don't know how long Earl Thomas is going to want to hang out um, and keep racking up all of this, you know, these fines and things, because at the end of the day, if the Seahawks have decided that they're not going to trade him for anything less than a second round pick and the Cowboys aren't willing to give that, then the be- the best bet for the Cowboys is just to say, OK, well, we'll wait till next year till he's a free agent and we'll go deal with him that way. But that does not solve the problem that they have at safety right now. So. Tyree Robinson might make the roster, but as you alluded to, Xavier Woods is you know dealing with a soft tissue issue in his uh, hamstring, and we know that those things can you know Chidobe uh, Chidobe missed some games last year because of that. So those things can really creep up, and they can they can linger throughout you know throughout the season. So I, I just think that the Cowboys need to do some more safety work. They have stated that they are open to anything, even you know guys that ha- that they weren't considering before. Um, like Eric Reed, who's got you know some issues with the national anthem that don't don't mesh well with what the Cowboys you know b- um, believe that should be the right way to handle that situation. They have opened their mind to these things because I think that they see, hey, you know this this safety situation. We can't just throw a bunch of bodies at it because one thing we know is that we can count on Jeff Heath. He's played pretty well, but if Xavier Woods is not playing, we have to find a starter. Yes, and that's you know. I don't know if they're going to find that um, in the last couple of preseason games, but it's a wide open door for some of these undrafted guys and people that they've signed to come in and show that they have something to offer the team. Um, the team, you know, it may try to build something to roll with out of what they've got right now. Uh, I still think we're going to see at least one name get signed, uh, you know, read. I mean, I think his talent is, is there, and I, I, I just hate the fact that we've had this whole political mess with everything. Uh, I would love to see him come in. I think that would make us all feel a lot better. But there's kind of a flip side to it, and it's that you've got an awfully strong-looking front seven right now. Yes. You know, maybe they're prepared to go with a little bit weaker situation at safety uh, and just because they think that there's not going to have to cover for as long and that the, uh, the pressure is going to be so much, uh, up front. And, you know, you're seeing players like Jalen Smith and, uh, Damian Wilson who are doing some really good things in coverage too. Yeah. I mean, with Jalen, as far as Jalen Smith's concerned, um, I mean, you, if you really just wanted a, a, a you know, guy to play in the box, um, and cover out of the box, I think he could do that for you. Um, if yeah. you want, if you wanted to play, you know, if you felt good about putting Jeff Heath out at free safety, which I think that's what they're going to have to end up doing, is putting Jeff Heath back out there and letting Kayvon Frazier handle the duties, you know, at the at the strong safety position, or getting more linebackers in there. If you feel good about your front seven and you feel good that your corners are doing pretty well, then maybe you can, you know, be a little bit 
a little, like I said earlier, cavalier with your safety position, but just understand that all it takes is one big 65-yard deep pass that beats you so badly on the back end of your of your defense that you can real that can really hurt you in a game. So the Cowboys yeah. have to continue to look, you know, high and low. And right now, the safety market, you know, everyone wants to criticize the Cowboys for not going after safeties earlier. Well, okay, I understand that, but you know, they looked at these guys and thought these these aren't the guys that we're really looking for. And I think that's because they really want they don't want to go sign a free agent guy when they want Earl Thomas. Yeah, they, they don't want to have to sign somebody just be, when they want somebody else. And they may just be taking the view that they're going to wait and see how that plays out before they make their final decision, or at least wait until the roster cuts come before they, they decide what they're going to do. Because there also may be somebody who gets waived from a team that happens to be deep that they say yeah. like, okay, that guy we can get for a reasonable price because they do look at the cost. Yeah, They don't want to overpay for, for uh, free agents. That's just, that's just always, their, yeah. that that's the stance they take. And we just have to live with that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, this is still to be determined. It's going to be something to watch very closely. Yeah, I, I think that that's I, I look, you know, when I look at the roster, I see, like I said earlier, that I, I feel like this roster, you know, you're you're already probably at about 48 names on the roster, close mm-hmm. to 50 of who guys that are going to make the team. Yeah. So now you're just kind of trying to pencil in on, you know, a couple of guys that can can, you know, be on the back end of your roster. But this is the time that people do a lot of roster churning. And if the Cowboys really want to get something done and they really want Earl Thomas, I really don't see it happening until roster cuts would be finalized because the Seahawks have to also think about their situation and think, do we want to, if Earl Thomas comes back because he doesn't want to lose any more money, and it's all in all indications seems that the Seahawks will collect because they did collect on Cam Chancellor. Um, so mm-hmm. Earl Tom, they have to decide, do we want Earl Thomas in this locker room? Is, is this going to become a situation which... I, you know, Brian Broaddus had mentioned, you know, on the Talking Cowboys that he heard last year when when Earl Thomas went, did that whole mess about going and seeing Jason Garrett and coming getting me that some people in that organization had resigned to they don't want Earl Thomas on the team anymore. And Tedrick Thompson, who or I think it's yeah, Tedrick Thompson, I believe, is working in his spot right now um, for the Seahawks. And he is doing well. And everyone's talking about him. But you know, this, I bet you if you saw Earl Thomas out there, it'd be a different story because he is an all-pro safety. So the Cowboys, I mean, everyone wants Earl Thomas to happen, but like you and I are saying, it's such a difficult situation to make happen whenever yeah. you have one side of the conversation and the biggest side it is, is the Seahawks side, and they don't seem willing to really move anything from, from Earl Thomas. They, they think that either Earl Thomas is going to be on this team or he's going to sit out all year and, you know, go into free agency the next year, which I don't see happening. They think that he's going to balk first. So, but that means that the Cowboys are going to have to get back out there and see what they can find at safety because right now they got guys that can go and play these preseason games, but I don't think you would feel comfortable with really any of them starting a game for you at this point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, What are some uh, just just to get back into this situation? What are some guys that you are looking to make a late push? You know, for the for the roster. You meant we mentioned Tyree Robinson, who's been playing well. Um, but what are some other guys that you think uh, you know that could make a late push for for the roster? I think that the Cowboys, 
you know, are there any receivers out there that you see doing well, or do you think the Cowboys are going to go six there, or do you see anything else out there that might pique someone's interest? Well, it depends on if Deontay Thompson uh, gets back on the field for the last couple of games. I'd really be interested to see what he can do because I think he might be a really good deep threat. Mm-hmm. Um, could push him to the whole idea of taking uh, seven players and uh, seven wide receivers into the regular season. But uh, we've got to see him right now. Right now, I would say he's likely not going to make it unless he gets on the field some. Uh, I think Lance Lamar, all indications are that he's pretty much locked down that six wide receiver spot. Yeah. And so I don't think there's much chance that uh, Thompson or Noah Brown could leapfrog him. And, you know, both of them basically got shut down by injuries. Mm-hmm. So. You know, they may be looking at practice squads or something like that. Uh, I don't think Thompson's eligible, so I don't know what would happen with him. They might uh, IR him uh, Mm -hmm. if all is said and done and just kind of stash him for a year. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Bo Scarborough. Is he going to be able to get back on the field? Because if he doesn't get back on the field, I think Darius Jackson is going to claim that third wide uh, running back spot. Yeah, Uh, because Jamez Alawale is going to be here. And, uh, and yeah, and I he's going to be the that, fullback. Yeah, and I think Bo Bo Scarborough and Darius Jackson have both done well in the preseason. So either one of those, I think the Cowboys would be happy to keep one of one or the other. So yeah, uh, it's uh, another guy that to watch is Chris Covington, who's been fighting some injury uh, problems himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if he comes on strong, he could push uh, Justin March Lillard for what we expect to be the sixth and final linebacker spot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I'd be, I'd be interested to see him. I want to see if Mike White can kind of show something because he hasn't shown much. Yeah. Uh, At this and, point, it uh, seems like Mike White's best bet is becoming a practice squad, you know, quarterback. Yeah, and I don't think there would be any question they would be able to get him onto the practice squad if they want to keep him. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting that they cut Dalton Sturm and are only rolling with three quarterbacks the rest of the way. Yeah, uh, that's um, that's tough. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so you know it's going to be the 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 Russian White show uh, the rest of the way because we've already mentioned we don't expect to see Dak Prescott much if at all, and so that's going to be something that we might want to keep an eye on just to see if White can start to show something. Uh, anybody on the offensive line that could step up? They signed this guy named Jacob Alsadek, yeah. who uh, I I. I would like to at least see if he's got anything. I don't know if he does. He may just, you know, be a camp body that comes in and goes away. Uh, but I will will be interested to watch and see if there's anything there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, guys that I think are going to make the team that I've been seeing are the tight ends. Uh, yeah. Because there have been some things coming out that Swaim is looking pretty dang good in practice that he's uh he's been making some good catches and blake jarwin they really like his ability as a pass catcher yeah he just they really like the way he can stretch the field a little bit yeah Um, he's just been disappointing as a blocker which has been mentioned that it's the exact opposite of his scouting report when he came out of college yeah uh so they're looking i think if he were to start making some good blocks they would really feel good about that and, um, you know, Rico, uh, Rico gathers made a great play in the game and they gave him a first team rep this week. I don't want everyone to freak out. It was only one, but they gave him a first team rep this week. So, you know, they're always thinking about Rico because they're always thinking, 
what can we do in the red zone that would be hard for people to stop? And yeah, Rico Gathers would be a pretty big target for you to stop, but they have yes. to make sure that they can trust him to get his other assignments down so somebody doesn't end up getting hurt because he missed something. Yeah, and Jarwin and Schultz are both guys uh, that we want to see how they can fill in because the Cowboys have been running a lot of two and even three tight end sets mm -hmm. and not strictly as running formations. They're passing out of that too. Yeah. So they're yeah. looking to see it, that whole package there. And, you know, I just uh, quickly, I wanted to mention before we um, get out of here, we're probably going to go for about five more minutes, but I want to, you know, Karan Reed is a guy that the Cowboys liked coming out of college. They mm -hmm. picked him up. Now, right now, he just seems like he would be more of a camp body to help them get through the, you know, some situation that they're dealing with. Dayton Jones, who's currently hurt, it doesn't seem like he's going to be practicing for the next couple of weeks. So um, they like Dayton Jones, but with, you know, Malik Collins and Antoine Woods and Brian Price, uh, Karan Reed would give him another guy inside that can play inside for these next two preseason games and get them to the regular season. Um, so maybe Karan Reed can do enough with, you know, with working with Rod Marinelli to, you know, determine that he deserves something else, but they, but, um, deserves a roster spot, I should say, but, you know, they have also been working Tyrone Crawford inside. So, and, it, and they're also going to work Coney Ely and try to see if they can yes. get something there out of him. So it's very interesting. They're kind of playing the depth they've got, um, at defensive end to try and do some interesting things inside. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that comes along. Yeah. But there's a lot of right now I, I can look at the defensive tackles and, and I can see stacking them up as far as their order on the depth chart, just about any way you wanted to do after you get past Malik Collins. Yeah, exactly. And then the la lastly, I would say that if there's an opportunity for someone to make this, you know, make the team first off, you know, um, it's that opportunity to make to win that starting nickel corner job between Jordan yeah. Lewis and Anthony Brown. We need to see more from them. We need to see them yeah. out there, and we need to see someone take that job because I mean, both of them are going to be on the roster, but we need to see someone take that job. But at the end of that, you know, back end of that roster with guys like Marquez White, Duke Thomas, Charvarius Ward, Ward, and stuff, it's been pretty quiet back there, Tom. We need to see somebody do something that dis that determines that they could either keep a fifth cornerback or, you know, they're going to possibly be looking for things at roster cuts. Yeah, and that is that is another area of concern. It's why Brown and, and Lewis both seem to have been struggling out there. Something is, something's odd there, and I don't understand what's happening. So, And that might be a, a door opening for a Duke Thomas kind of player. Yeah, well, that's all we have for you guys today. We want to thank you guys for listening. This has been the Brews and the Boys podcast. Please remember to leave us a review in iTunes. It helps out a ton and enables us to bring you the best shows possible. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bruce and the Boys. Follow him at Tom Ryle BTB and me at Mr. Sizemore. And look for all of our work that we put at the fine, fine establishment that is Blogging the Boys. So we want to keep you guys updated. So we'll come back with anything that comes in or uh, as far as breaking news about the roster or anything. But until then, have a great night, Cowboys Nation. Thanks for listening. Casting.